Welcome to The Honest Report, a weekly podcast analyzing media coverage of the Arab-Israeli conflict, anti-Semitism, and radical Islamic terrorism. The condemnation of Kanye West is reaching fever pitch, intensifying after he was banned from Twitter for this anti-Semitic tweet. DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Now one of the biggest names in sports facing backlash for spreading anti-Semitism, NBA star Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets shared a link last week on social media to a 2018 film that's been described as anti-Semitic. Here's your host, Rob Walker. In early April, only days before the onset of the Passover and Easter holidays, Palestinian rioting broke out in and around the Al-Aqsa Mosque, located on Jerusalem's Temple Mount. The riots also coincided during the Islamic holy month of Ramadan, when the city can become a tense flashpoint and sometimes even erupt in open rioting. And while news outlets across Canada and the world cover the violence, they often miss the backstory of Palestinian incitement and the role that Palestinian religious leaders have played, as well as the history of the Temple Mount itself. To help give needed context, in this week's podcast, we sit down with Dr. Reuven Burko, co-founder and CEO of the Burko Group, a Tel Aviv-based security consultancy. Dr. Burko served for 10 years as an advisor on Arab affairs to the chief of Jerusalem police, and today is a sought-after commentator in Israeli media, largely in the Arabic language. Welcome to the Honest Report podcast. Dr. Burko, welcome to the Honest Report podcast. Uh, thank you for inviting me uh, and join, uh, join you in this wonderful uh, meeting. It is our pleasure. Uh, you, of course, are an expert on uh, Arab affairs uh, in Israel, particularly in Jerusalem. Uh, and of course, this, uh, this timing is, is very apropos. Um, we're after Passover, of course, the holiday of Passover. Uh, after Easter, the, uh, the holiday of Ramadan is ending as well. And we had a brief period while things appear to have calmed down now. Uh, there was a period just before the onset of Passover when there was violence. Of course, rockets had fell, fallen from Lebanon. There were a couple uh, deadly uh, terrorist attacks in Israel, but it all really originated with uh, rioting and violence on the Temple Mount outside and inside of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Help us make sense of what exactly took place. First of all, we should we must understand that Passover and Ramadan not every year are going by each other because the uh, the Hijri year changing from time to time, and there you you can find uh, Ramadan in another month of the year because it goes for it follows the moon. So in this time, uh, we met Ramadan in Pesach, unfortunately. And the uh, Palestinian Islamic organization never missed an opportunity to bother us in our uh, holidays. If you remember, even in Passover, in Parkwood and in Latania, they have committed an awful murder against innocent Jews that were celebrating Passover at that time. So Ramadan uh, is in a Palestinian radio is all the time they internalize the victories Islam fulfilled along this year, over the, uh, along these months, over the years. And even October war occurred in Ramadan, a sudden war that has been forced upon us, and thanks God we went out of it victorious. In general, a, a Palestinian a, a radical Islamic organization, and not only even Palestinian authority, 
take advantage for years in this holy uh, of this uh, holy month of Ramadan, uh, and they incite people to to do horrible terror uh, uh, um, activities against the Jews. Uh, I might remind you that even Haj uh, Amin al Hussein the Mufti at the thirties has uh, incited uh, the at the time of Ramadan. A, a, a riots that they ended in killing hundreds of Jews, mainly in Hebron. And uh, this is a place that Palestinians uh, take, uh, take advantage deliberately to commit and to incite for riots and, uh, and uh, aggressive and, and terrorist activities, mainly in this holy year that in the basis would, uh, should be dedicated to fasting and getting a as as uh, closer to God in holiness, and they do the opposite, of course. And this raises the question of why this Al-Aqsa Mosque is considered so does it considered to uh, to be so holy in Islam? The answer is not that clear cut because a lot of Muslim scholars uh, says that uh, the real Al-Aqsa uh, is somewhere near El Medina, uh, in a place named Jorana, and this makes the the dream of Muhammad that is called the journey of the uh, the journey of the night, and Islam or Miraj more logical than uh, flighting all over the way from Mecca to Jerusalem, resting and and then completing the uh, the journey reaching God. But in any case, we do not argue about other beliefs, since they believe that Al-Aqsa, that was at first chosen by the Prophet Muhammad as the first Qibla, the first place to, to, to direct their faces and to pray for, and then he changed his mind back to Kaaba. They call it, they call it the third place of holiness to Islam. Who are we to argue this? But, uh, but while they are doing so, all over the generations, they deny the, the role of the Jews and the history of the Jews, even though Quran speaks about the prophets, David and Solomon, who naturally everybody, every kid knows that Solomon has uh, built the first, uh, the first temple, and the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Quran even say very clearly that Beit al-Maqdis and its uh, surrounding it belong to the sons of Islam, and Quran is full of chapters and proverbs and or the psukim uh, that says that uh, the Holy Land belongs to the sons of Israel, to the Jews, and they do not actually uh, fulfill this prophecy, and they do a, a, the opposite. One of the most important stories is about a, the Khalifa, the uh, the Khalif, Khalif, uh, named Omar al Khattab. Uh, he was the uh, he, the second Khalifa. He entered Jerusalem. He conquered Jerusalem from the hands of the Christians. At that time, the Bishop Sifronius was there. He surrounded without uh, shooting uh, a, a bullet. So uh, at that time, Omar al-Khattab was, uh, had a friend, 
a Jew named Karbel Akbar who got to Islam. And Karbel uh, Akbar, uh, together with Omar al Khattab, went to the holy place of the Jews because Omar wanted to, to see what it was. They, uh, they exposed the garbage that was put there deliberately by the Christians at the time. And at that time, the historiography of Islam says that this was the place that was exposed, is the holy of the holiest of the Jews, the temple, mount place, the place where that was uh, built by King Solomon, etc., etc. So they know the truth, but they deny, they even claim that Jesus was Palestinian. He was the first Palestinian as they define him. So, uh, as we see, radical uh, Islamic Palestinian movements and also others, including Iran, others all over the world, deny their own book, the Der Quran, ignore the uh, history of this place vis-a-vis Omar Khalaf, the second Khalifa, and all what is written in Quran, in which Muhammad, the prophet, predict that the, the sons of Israel will get back to their homeland, the blessed land of Israel, and rebuild it. That's something that occurs now. So a, a, lately, we found one of the, uh, the both sheikhs named Raid Salah, and he raised again the story that um, Al-Aqsa Mosque is in danger. Here we come to nowadays, in which the uh, the slogan and Aqsa is in danger raises a lot of people, uh, Palestinian incited people, to do horrible things, to attack, to kill, to slaughter Jews, innocent people that goes in the streets under the uh, under this slogan. Uh, remember that at the beginning of Ramadan, it was all silent. About two weeks of Ramadan went silent. Nobody bothered. Nobody was bothered. But at after two weeks, they deliberately began shooting uh, fireworks, uh, collecting uh, stones, cocktail bar, uh, bottles, etc., etc., in order to throw it on the prayers in the wailing wall. And that is something, of course, that, that the police could not agree to. The clashes broke out as Palestinians gathered at the Al-Aqsa Mosque for dawn prayers during the month of Ramadan. TV footage shows Palestinians throwing rocks outside the mosque and Israeli forces firing tear gas and stun grenades. I remind you and our listeners that a, a two years ago, Hamas movement has launched several missiles towards Jerusalem, and thanks God, the Israeli Iron Dome managed to, to destroy them on the air. But imagine what would happen if Hamas, that all the time inside that Aqsa is in danger, would manage to, to launch these rockets into Jerusalem, into the uh, in Aqsa Mosque, what would they say that time? So in short, an Aqsa is a, a symbolizes the, the, uh, the Okay, embodies an Islamic a holy place, but a traditionally it is an arena for terror, permanent terror facing uh, Jews. Rabbis, as all everybody knows in Israel, do not allow 
Jews for ins uh, getting inside Aqsa, but some of the Jews, uh, under their interpretation, uh, do so uh, knowing that this is a special version of interpretation of Judaism because we are not considered pure enough and we have to be purified by a red cow. But the police is obliged to allow, under the uh, freedom of, of uh, worship, everybody to everywhere. Uh, it means that we have three uh, monotheist religions in Jerusalem. So as a severity act, or a, as an act of severity of the unified Jerusalem police, we have to supply all the terms and, and circumstances that allow people to pray free, freely. So among the Christian and the Jews and the Muslim, we have to, I mean, Israel has to, to uh, allow uh, visitors, uh, Christians and Jews, inside the, the, the front yards of the mosques. And that's what they do. They are not allowed to pray. They are not allowed to get inside the mosques. But in any term, they are allowed under the, uh, the agreements of the status quo that has been uh, fixed when Jerusalem was liberated in 67, that visitors from all kinds can go there under the supervision of the Israeli police. That's what you do. According to the uh, peace agreement with Jordan, we, are, uh, we have authorized Jordan to keep an eye and to be some kind of, uh, of uh, supervision on uh, an AXA from the aspects of God, payments to the uh, to the sheikhs, uh, etc., etc., administration. But in any other uh, aspect, the Israelis are uh, responsible for security and uh, for uh, all what is going on there. And that's why at the last decision Prime Minister Netanyahu has made as, a, as uh, a, a result of analyzing the uh, escalation of Al-Aqsa, the liberal escalation, he decided that temporarily at, at the last uh, days of uh, a, a Ramadan fasting, the, the Myanmar, they will not allow uh, visitors, Jews, to get inside Al-Aqsa Mosque. And I believe that it was a smart decision to avoid they are bloodshed or something like this that they are aiming to. In the meantime, we had the problems of the, the uh, judicial reform. Unfortunately, our enemies surrounding us, from Gaza, from Palestinian terrorist organization, Hezbollah, has made a wrong estimation of a of the situation that they thought that Israel is in a crisis, they can get advantage. And that's why we found ourselves under a, uh, a rain of rockets from Gaza and from Hezbollah. Of course, they has been on, they made an awful mistake. I believe and sure that there will be pain for it in the coming days. And this is a very, very short summarizing of the situation. I believe also that our division about reform will be solved, even though, you know, it represents 
a, uh, a very sensitive uh, situation of definition of democracy. On the one hand, is democracy what the people elect in in the in the in the boxes, or on the other hand, what is the interpretation a, and the rights of majority vis-a-vis minority as they interpret it? I believe that uh, we will get out of it. We overcome uh, peril, and we had just lately celebrated Passover. I believe that we'll overcome also these matters. So what's the role of, you mentioned the Jordanian uh, custodianship of the Temple Mount, um, the Islamic Trust, the Waqif there. What role, if any, do they play in helping to incite uh, some of the rioting that takes place on the Temple Mount and in the Al-Aqsa Mosque? First of all, we have to understand why Israel has deposited the custody of uh, Al-Aqsa to the Jordanian. You remember that when 67, uh, the, the, the victory of Israel over seven, seven uh, states, Arab states was fulfilled, uh, Moshe Dayan decided to keep an eye and to keep the mosque free and, and uh, undamaged. And from that time on, uh, Dayan, Moshe Dayan, who was uh, at the time uh, Minister of, of Defense, uh, said that we should not create any troubles with the Islamic world because, and he was right, you cannot use this Al-Aqsa uh, as an Archimedic lever, as the Palestinian tries to do in, in a very ugly way. Because this is actually the safest place in Israel after the uh, Dimona, after Dimona. So I believe that Al Aqsa is a very sensitive place for all Islam. Unlike what Palestinians try to convince the world that something to do with them, I must remind you that there's never been a Palestinian state all over history. It's an invention of the last hundred years. Never been a Palestinian state. No proof to this legend. Uh, legend. Even Jerusalem was not the capital of any nation that ever ruled Jerusalem. For sure not to the Palestinians who invented uh, a new history. And by this, it's obvious that they would try to turn Jerusalem and Al-Aqsa to the name of the game by the time uh, Jerusalem is holy for three religions, monotheistic religions, and it, it was at the time of the Bible and it never Jews left Jerusalem. And now it's a united capital of the Jews of Israel. Sons of Israelis are mentioned there and in the Quran, it's it's very, very, very uh, clear cut written that the blessed land is written to the sons of Israel, which is us, not them. So the, what they tried to do is to turn Jerusalem into a lever for their national demands. We hope that one day there will be, for the first time in history, a state for the Palestinians, something that never occurred before. Actually, that Jordan should be the uh, the uh, the uh, Palestinian Jordanian state by for, for some for a unknown reason we separate these problems 
but it should be one state, Jordan, Palestinian Jordan. But in any case, for the time being, the, the, the fact that Jordan runs the show of administration in an Aqsa negate the Palestinian uh, imaginary demands that they should run it. But what is left that they have a chance to to take advantage of the place to, to cause terror activities, slaughtering people, shooting women in the streets, stabbing ordinary uh, yeah, uh, citizens in Israel under the incitement of an Aqsa is in danger. Of course, Al Aqsa is not in danger. The, the holy places for Christianity, Judaism, Islam are safe. And we decided from our own decision to authorize Jordan to run the administration of Al-Aqsa, but I believe that Jordan is also under the threat of Palestinians because you know that in the 70s, they've made a revolution, tried to kill the, the, the King Hussein at the time. They are not possible even in Jordan. So when Jordan do an act in Al-Aqsa, the uh, mob in Jordan might turn against the king. So we are the authority of security in Jerusalem. It's something that is needed and natural, as long as we define Jerusalem as our capital, and that what will be forever. So the authority and and the, uh, the what Jordan has in Aqsa is the Islamic ritual, the Islamic guard, payment for a for administration, etc. This is symbolic for the uh, Islamic world to understand that the one who run the show inside the Aqsa are Muslims, are the, the Hashemite kingdom, the, uh, the destiny of Prophet Muhammad. Well, well thank you uh, so much, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Burko. This was uh, fascinating, I think overview in terms of the background of what has been taking place recently on the Temple Mount, the kind of things that, uh, as I said, uh, we're not seeing in the news media coverage of what's taking place, and I think much, much needed context. Uh, so thank you so much for your expertise and for your time today. Thank you very much. I apologize, apologize for my, my, my English. Next time we'll do it in Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> and that's today's edition of the Honest Report podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our mailing list, our podcast channel, and follow us on social media for the most up-to-date news. If you like what you've heard, please consider a donation to support our continued efforts at www.honestreporting.ca slash donate. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.